Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. We're delighted that you're here in person, and of those of you who are worshiping at home, it is a great day to be here. It's a beautiful day. Today is Communion Sunday, so those of us here, hopefully you had gotten your baggie of elements. You might want to grab those if you did not, and those at home to grab some bread and juice so you can join us during Communion. In one month, we have World Communion Sunday. It's on October 3rd, and we're inviting you to send in a picture of you at one of your favorite places in the world. We want to do this display. Your time is a little bit short. You have until September 17th, and you would email that in to Genevieve Beauchamp. And if you don't have a digital photo, you can bring, just come to the front office and they'll scan it in for you. We need to know your name and the location, but it should be a really great display as we celebrate World Communion. If you know a third grader, got to send them over to the sanctuary on September 26th at 9 a.m. because they will do a third grade Bible presentation and then the parents and the kids go upstairs for an orientation. So that happens on September 26th. We'd want to let Carol Homeister know. As you know, this Saturday is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and as a way to commemorate that horrific event and to be in prayer together, we are going to have a um, service over in the sanctuary at 9 a.m. If you're not able to join live, it will be live-streamed. Finally, as a congregation, we are being invited into the discipline of daily Bible reading. And we have a prayer app that you can get on your phone. This little sheet is on the front tables where you get your name tag. The app is $2.99, one-time fee only. It has all of the readings. If you're not into getting the app on your phone, these will be out there so you can take a picture of it each week or you can grab one of the flyers or they're always available online in our bulletin and you can access that from the website. We hope that we can encourage one another and hold each other accountable with our daily Bible reading as we encounter God through this sacred text. Now, as you stand up to greet one another, once again, I'm going to encourage you to find someone you do not know, to share your name, and to share a joy from this past week. Ready, set, go.
morning, everybody.
is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. And all will sing, how great, how great is our God. a great um, worship. Isn't it amazing, right? They use their gifts and talents to worship God. They lead us in that worship. Thank you, Justin and everyone. 
And then you look at this beautiful table that Christine Elliott continues to do as a little mouse in the dark, week after week, month after month, and it is just beautiful. Thank you for sharing your gifts. And of course, all the guys in the back as they're hiding and ducking now because they like to be in the back. But like, thank you for sharing your gifts as well. It's in all of these ways, right, that we worship God, that we use the gifts that God gave us. And at this point in our service, we are all invited to worship God with our financial gifts. We can do that online and in a lot of ways and in the baskets as we leave. And then always just to be listening to that little whisper in your heart that maybe God is nudging you to step out and try something new in a way to serve and worship God. I'd like to invite our mic runners to come forward, and as they're making their way here, we get to um, share our prayers and our joys and our concerns. Um, but before we do that, I heard that there's a birthday today that perhaps a Miss Shirley Philippi would be turning 90. Can I say it? 90. So we thought... We wanted to sing happy birthday to you. We need, we need everyone's help on this one. Thank you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shirley. Happy God bless you and this new year. Thank you for being here each and every week. So I'd love to have my mic runners introduce themselves. My name is Dale, and I'm a senior at Riverview High School. Thanks, Dale. Um, I'm Sawyer, and I'm a freshman at Pineview. All right, Sawyer, thank you. So if you have a joy or a concern, um, raise your hand, and the guys will come out and let you share that for our worshiping community, and we will respond with, Lord, hear our prayers. How can we be praying today? I ask for prayers for all who are ill. I'm especially thinking of people with cancer. My, my stepdaughter, Christina, uh, my son's friend, uh, Katrine, and for Sebastian. Thank you for lifting up all those individual names dealing with cancer and illness and that we might have others on our hearts, but we might remember all of those people this week. Lord, hear our prayers. And related to that, this is, September is Cancer Awareness Month, as most specifically pediatric cancer. As oh. everyone knows, we had one of those. Thank you. Well, Lord, hear our prayers. Any joys to mix in? Yeah, we definitely have, surely, that we are so filled with joy. Hallelujah. Anything else that we can lift up?
we just found out that we're going to have twin grandchildren in our family. Oh. And they will make four under the age of four. Oh, so Lord have mercy. Um, when are the twins due? Um, early March. Early March. Wow. Lord, hear our prayers. What a blessing. Thank you. Hmm. Anything else? All right, friends, let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, we are so grateful for this space, Lord. We're, we're grateful for the way you call your people to serve you in so many creative ways. We lift up the prayers that are spoken today, the ones that remain on our hearts, and we give them to you for your good keeping. But we ask you, Lord, to use us Help us to be your hands and feet. Help us to be patient, to be caring, to be loving, to share your love, Lord, everywhere that we go. We thank you for this beautiful day, for this day of life, for our sweet sister Shirley, for that momentous birthday. We pray that you wrap your arms around her, that you give her good health and lots and lots of joy each and every day. All this we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning. Our scripture reading for today is the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 through 37. Mark 7, 24 through 37. Let us hear God's word to us. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of a Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast down the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus said to her, For saying that you may go, and demon has left your daughter. She went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. Jesus took him aside in private away from the crowd and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be open." And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealous they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, 
He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My favorite story in the whole of New Testament is the story of Jesus and Syrophoenician woman, as we just read. Just prior to this story, Jesus emerged from an extended prior um, period of conflict with Jews and Jewish religious leaders and even some of his disciples. So Jesus seemed to need a quiet place to rest and be alone. So he went to the Gentile territory of Tyre. There he went into a house and would not have anyone know it. As we just read in the, I just read in the scripture, but Jesus was followed into the house by a woman who is described as a Greek, Syrophoenician by birth. This means she was a Gentile. Phoenician designates her race, and Syro indicates that she lived in the Roman province of Syria. She would be a pagan, not a worshiper of the Jewish God. She seemed to have heard about Jesus' power, healing, power of healing. She fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Her action was very similar to what we see in today's multi-faith society. A Hindu, a Muslim, or a Buddhist person consulting with a Christian physician because his or her medical power is well known in the community. In other words, it was Jesus' fame as a miracle worker and a healer that attracted this mother to him. Her love for her daughter was so deep, she crossed the religious line and interrupted a Jewish rabbi. Jesus' first response to her was very harsh. Basically, Jesus said to her, Jews first, go away. In those days, Jews were known as the children of God and Gentiles, dogs. Out of her deep love for her tormented daughter, this Syrophoenician mother said to Jesus using his very own words, first calling him Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Jesus called Jesus was called Lord by this woman for the first and only time in the whole gospel according to Mark. This word Lord in Greek is Kyrie, and it is sometimes translated as Sir. Jesus told her for saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter. It is remarkable to me to learn that Jesus changed his mind and did a new thing. He listened to the response of the Syrophoenician mother who was Gentile and an outsider. It was no longer necessary for Jesus to serve the Jews first and then only go to the Gentiles. His ministry became inclusive just as we sing in the hymn sometimes, in Christ there is no east or west, in him no south or north. When I first went to my church, <clears throat> Harvey Brown Presbyterian Church in Louisville, Kentucky, 
1999, I was introduced by the senior pastor, John Roper. He said to the congregation, this is Mingyi, your new associate pastor. With Mingyi's coming, we become inclusive church in three ways. First, she is a racial ethnic person. Two, second, she is an ordained woman. Third, she is short. <laughs> short, I was, and even shorter now. And of course, just like you, everyone, including me, had a good laugh and a wonderful, loving ministry together for nearly 10 years. Scholar Dr. Herman Wagen says the Syrophoenician woman alone appears to grasp the distinctive sovereignty of Jesus as the new human being who is simultaneously God's offspring. The woman rolled with the insulting term dog and acted as if she didn't get the insult. She turned it around to provide an avenue for Jesus to help her now. Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs while children are still eating at the table, she said. Herman Wagen goes on to say Jesus is obliged to yield to this Greek mother in view of the logic of her response. For saying that you may go, the demon has left your daughter, Jesus said. His declaration is enough for her. She believed and had faith in Jesus' lordship and healing power. The Syrophoenician woman went home and found her daughter well. I think that Jesus moved past seeing the woman as a Gentile or a Greek speaker or a Syrophoenician because he suddenly sees her as the human being she is, as the mother fiercely determined to protect and get help for her child. Jesus saw that she was a loving mother. Jesus recognized in that moment that the woman and her daughter were also children of God. He changed his mind and did a new thing. Our world today is not that different from Jesus' time. We, may, we have many cultures and backgrounds, languages and even skin colors. The question here is how do we, like Jesus, do a new thing, listening to one another, hearing one another, and responding to one another with love and respect? In short, how do we do a new thing to love God, to love neighbors and ourselves. Sometimes it is easy to start a good new thing, but it is important that like Jesus, we continue and carry on listening to God's call in our lives every day. Mark chapter seven continues with Jesus healing the deaf mute gen Gentile man. When Jesus was healing the man, he looked up to heaven and said, Ephatha, be opened. I believe that my friend and scholar Herman Wagen is right in saying this means the heavens were opened for the Gentiles and the Spirit of God was descended upon them as it did at the time of Jesus' baptism in Mark chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 2 verse Chapter 22, verse 2, tells us that despite our differences, God is the maker of all people. It reads, the rich and the poor have this in common, the Lord is the maker of all. 
we also read in verse 23 that it is God who pleads the case for the poor and the afflicted. That is why we respect and care for them now. Wisdom is also found in Psalm 125 in the first couple of verses. It says, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abide forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time on and forevermore. This Syrophoenician mother's trust and faith in Jesus' healing power was an example of this psalm. James chapter 2 tells us that God is on the side of the poor and we are to treat everyone equally without favoritism. James tells us in chapter 2 verse 17, faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. And those works are to re reflect God's abundant and inclusive love for all people. Later in the service, we will share communion, as Pastor Lori mentioned earlier. It is, this communion is a symbol of God's inclusive love for all people. Sending Jesus for us was a new thing God did. As many of you know, maybe some of you don't know yet, I love children's stories, especially the ones that has to do with Winnie the Pooh. In one of the stories of Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Tigger's characteristic of bounciness was at first very annoying to the rest of the characters in the story. Tigger was very different from them all. At some point, all the rest of the animals in the 100-acre woods not only decided to accept bouncy Tigger, they bounced with him and had a great fun. They included him into their community. Don't be surprised if Sarah comes up and Pastor Lori and I start bouncing around. <laughs> Thanks be to God for Jesus who did a new thing and includes all of us in the kingdom. Amen. Deep in the Hundred Acre Wood, Christopher Robin and his friends have had many wonderful adventures, and if I'm correct, I believe we have just enough time to see one right now. One autumn day, Pooh's enjoying some peace in his thoughtful spot when suddenly... Oh, hello, Pooh. I'm Tigger. I know. You've bounced me before. One had to be careful when Tigger was in a bouncy mood, as he could be quite surprising. Oh, no. Stop. Oh, Hello, Rabbit. I'm Tigger. Rabbit, having had quite enough of Tigger's bouncing, decided to hold a meeting to determine what could be done to put an end to it. Tigger's getting so bouncy nowadays that it's time we taught him a lesson. Uh, perhaps if we could think of a way of unbouncing Tigger, uh, well, it would be a very good idea, huh? Exactly. And one day that winter, Rabbit found an opportunity to do just that. Oh, if I ever get out of this, I promise never to bounce again. Never! I heard that, Tigger! Rabbit was rather keen to agree to those oh, terms. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh,
old terra firma. Oh, I'm so happy, I feel like bouncing! Uh-uh! You promised! You promised! You mean, I, I, I can't ever bounce again? Never! Never? And so it seems that what made Rabbit quite happy made Tigger quite the opposite. Oh, the poor dear. I like the old bouncy Tigger best. So do I, Roo. Of course, we all do. Don't you agree, Rabbit? I, I, uh... Well, Rabbit? I guess I like the old Tigger better, too. Oh, oh. <laughs> you mean I can have my bounce back? <laughs> oh, come on, Rabbit. Let's you and me bounce. Mama, uh, me bounce? You got the feet for it. Uh, I have? Sure. <laughs> it makes you feel just great. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> well, come on, everybody. And so they all did. Bounced and laughed and bounced some more. And I do think that on that day, Rabbit bounced highest of all. Isn't... It is good to bounce sometimes. So, this is the Lord's table. This is not a Presbyterian table. The scripture said people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south to feast with our Lord Jesus at the table. So we're all the invited guests to this table by our Lord Jesus Christ. And now Lord Jesus Christ, in the night of his arrest, took bread after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, This cup is poured out for you all for the forgiveness of sins as often as you drink of it. Remember me, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again, and friends, he will come again. Let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and juice, that the, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ and with all who are baptized in his name, that we may be one in ministry in every place. As this bread is Christ's body for us, send us out to be the body of Christ in the world, through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All glory and honor are yours, eternal God, now and forever. Amen. Friends, the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us commune together.
Jesus is inviting us to. And now may the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes 
the love of God reflected in your hands, the wisdom of God reflected in your words, and the knowledge of God flow through your hearts so that all might see and believe. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.